Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's lift our hands and love Him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We feel the presence of God tonight. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. I'm so glad for the body of Christ, aren't you? Why don't you clap your hands and thank God for what we feel. Amen. Matthew chapter 18. Be starting with verse 18 here in a moment. Welcome to all of those who are watching online and also those watching down in the youth center. They are uh, tuning in from the youth center tonight. We told them it was it was going to be full in the sanctuary, so we needed them to be down there and stay down there. I'm teasing, but uh, we wanted them to be able to be together. And COVID can be difficult, especially for young people, and so uh, we found it important just for them just to be able to get together. And I hope that you all watching on uh, watching on that screen down there will 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 tune in to what I'm saying and. Uh, uh, give honor, honor to the saints of God tonight, and uh, I give honor to to our to our pastor. And um, you won't find a, um, a better a better couple on this planet than Pastor and Sister Bounds. And uh, I don't say that I don't say that lightly. I say that um, just just seeing. Uh, two funerals today. He's preached two funerals, and and um, I've I've never seen anybody um, treat people the way that he does. And um, uh, when um, your message always connects, Pastor. But if you ever feel like it doesn't, um, you've preached thousands of messages never been behind this pulpit, and uh, I honor you, I love you, amen, Matthew 18, and 18, I didn't mean to get all sappy there, amen, I love, I love and appreciate our pastor, would you give them one more big hand, had a, had a tremendous move of God, um, today at, at Sister Kathy Gibson's funeral was just before this service and and uh, people praying and weeping and crying and backsliders and, and just a powerful move of God in this room just before this. I'm going to tell you right now, it's an exciting time to be a part of the church. It's an exciting time to be a part of the house of God, the people of God. Amen. I'm going to read. I better read. Matthew 18 and 18. Verily I say unto you, <clears throat> Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. 
Verse 19, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth, turn to your neighbor, say two of you. Turn to somebody else, tell them that means you and me, Jack. That means you and me. For where two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Get this, it's, it's, it's read all the time, it's said all the time, but, but it's the word of God. And, and get this tonight, verse 20. For where two or three, I'll tell you what, let's read it in concert together. Are you ready? Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, I'm there. I'm there. I'm going to, tonight is an exciting night. Last week you heard about the dream team. I'm going to touch on that for a moment. But we're going to talk about small groups tonight. We're going to talk about where we're headed in in small groups. And uh, uh, one more time, let's just, let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands together, and let's just ask the Lord to be with us tonight. Can we do that? Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence and your touch that is here. I'm asking you, God. I'm asking God that you would help us, God, that you would bring revelation, Lord, and hope to us. Help us not to see through a lens of culture tonight, but through a lens of the kingdom, Lord. We we are part of the kingdom of God, and we want to live the way the kingdom calls us to live. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Have you ever received a text message that you weren't sure the meaning of. For instance, you write a message that you feel is important or uh, necessary for that person to understand and their reply is okay. Have you been there before? Any, any, any okay recipients in the house? And in your mind, you're like, did they mean okay? Or did they mean okay? Or did they mean okay? Come on, you know what I'm talking about right now. You ever been the recipient of a message where you didn't understand the tone behind the message? I've been, I've been there way too many times where I look at a message and I say, now, what did they mean by that? And I'm thankful that, that we have learned over, over, over time in pastor's teaching that we should always, commercial break right here, we should always assume the positive when somebody sends us a message that we don't understand. Can you say amen to that? We should always assume that they are saying, okay. That they are always sending us a positive. It's hard. The point that I make to you tonight is it is very difficult in a media day and age to have a human connection over one of these. 
You are missing the full sense and the full being of an individual when you rely on a media or a medium, where the, where the uh, root word comes from, when you rely on technology for a connection or a relationship. I don't want to go too far too fast tonight, but that's why there's always something missing. Scripture even states it. I want to teach tonight. Go to 2 John chapter 1 and verse 12. John really, really gets it here. He's, he's got his iPhone. He's, 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 messaging the, he's messaging the church and... and uh, Not really, but he's writing to them. And notice what he says. He says, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, go on, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. Go back back to the first half of that verse. He said, I have many things to write unto you that I don't want to write on paper and ink. Paper and ink was the modern day technology in that time. It was, it was, I don't know how, how long it took for, for paper and ink to come about, but I do know that John had it and he was using it. And he understood that through this modern technology, it was not sufficient for just paper uh, and ink for the message to be conveyed to the people he was writing to. Am I making sense tonight? He said, he said I want to write to you, but if, if I wrote it, it wouldn't be, go to the second part of that verse. He said it wouldn't be full. He said, but I, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face. John noticed and realized that there is a gap. There is something that doesn't translate through technology that translates from face to face. I would tell us tonight that our modern technology is not paper and ink. Our modern technology is these things right here. It's social media, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's, it's Snapchat and whatever else we have, parlor, whatever else we have nowadays. It, it, it's this modern day technology that we communicate, but we cannot ever allow technology to substitute for being face to face with one another. Well, that's that's hard. That's that's hard to say, uh, uh, Cody. That's hard to say during COVID and virtual services and all of these things. Please don't misunderstand me tonight. I don't want to be out of balance with what I'm saying. There is a time and place where this thing can be a very good and very beneficial thing, but we cannot allow this to take place of being joined together with one another. That's why he said, if any two will agree on any one thing, he said, I will do it. He said, where two or three are gathered, not not, not over a... He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It is the culture of the kingdom that we be together. 
I'm not talking about northern culture, Zanesville culture, the anchor church culture. Let's throw all that out the window here tonight. The culture of the kingdom of God is for us to be together. I cannot find in Scripture where, where I cannot find in Scripture where Satan, pastor, attacked a group of believers. I can only find in Scripture, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can only find in Scripture where he goes after Judas, where he, where he goes after Peter, where he goes after Elijah, where he goes after these ones. When they get isolated and when they get alone, that's when the devil attacks. Because there's power when we come together, when we are joined with one another. He said it from the very beginning. It's not good for man to be alone. He said, I'm going to create a helpmeet for him. You've got to understand it tonight. It is the culture of the kingdom that we must be together. We cannot allow media to become a substitute. Our culture has done that, if you haven't realized it. No longer, no longer, Pastor, you talked about a neighborhood that when you grew up, the, 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 I believe it was you, that the doors were facing one another, and, and it was culture in that neighborhood just to go out your door, and you could go in, you could go out of somebody's house. It was just the culture of that day. He said, but by the time I left that neighborhood, they had turned their front doors into their back doors, so their houses were facing away from one another. The culture of the culture of this world has changed from uh, from being together to now separating. Understand it tonight. It's where we are, and we and we say, and the marketing scheme is is it goes that 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 when we're on Facebook, we're connected to one another. They sell it by, let's get connected. Let's, let's connect with one another. You are not connected with somebody by being a friend with them on Facebook. You do not have a relate. Come on, you, you're scrolling through your Facebook friends right now thinking about it in your mind. You don't know half of them. And you want to tell me that you're their friends and you have connection over a phone? It's a lie from hell that is sent to separate us. That's sin to divide us. Now we connect with movie stars and sitcom stars instead of one another. Oh, I'm convicted tonight to the core. We, 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 we run. We, we don't have connection. This world doesn't have connection with one another. So what do they do? They, they run to a TV or to a phone screen on YouTube where they can watch somebody that's vulnerable, that's open, that, that, that lets them behind the curtain of their life. They, 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 have a, they feel there is a relationship there. And so we retreat from being together with one another, resorting to a one-sided relationship of somebody being vulnerable and open to us, and that's where we run. And that's where some of us have run. But that is not the way of this Bible. 
They said in Acts chapter 2, they continued daily in each other's houses. They fellowshiped. They broke bread together. They, 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 they shared their weaknesses and their, and, and their shortcomings with one another. They were transparent with one another. Oh, God, help us tonight. Have we become so worried about the opinions of others that we let ourselves struggle and die spiritually in, uh, in turn of, well, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be open. I don't want people to see my flaws and my baggage. That's not the way that God intended it. He said if there's somebody with you, you can, they can help you up. They can pick you up. Woe unto him that is alone. There is a biblical need. I'm not talking I'm not talking to you tonight about a church program. Programs uh, do not work. I'll tell you what works. This the Bible way is always the right way. We've not come with a fancy program tonight. We've not come to introduce you to something that we thought up. We want to get back to what the kingdom of God says we ought to do with one another. And it says we ought to be together. If one can put a ten to flight. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. I, I read, read the scripture. Type up, type the word together in your word search of the Bible. Four hundred and eighty-four times that word together is in there. Don't tell me it's not necessary for us to be together, it, it, for us to not be together. It's absolutely necessary. And we are deceived if we think being in a church building on Sunday and Wednesday is enough. It's not enough for us to just, for us to come and, and, and have church together. It's a part of it, and we need it, and I'm thankful for it, but we need more than just church services together. We need moments together where we're sharing our heart, where we're sharing the things. Sister Cammie, I applaud you tonight but because we, we, you've gotten people in a group setting where I, I can't tell you, Sister Cammie, how many people have come to me and said it was in that mended class that I was healed, that I was restored, that God did something. And what is that? It's a connection, a bond that was formed in a small group setting. We've got to be together. John said, it's not enough for me just to write to you. But if, but if, if I'm going to convey what I need to convey, we've got to be face to face. Jesus understood. Jesus understood the, necess uh, the necessity of a group or a community of people to have around him. The day Days before he died, moments before he died, he did not, he did, I know there was the garden where he, he went alone and I understand there was that, but days before he died, he didn't isolate himself. At the most vital moments of his life, what did he do? He said, he said, guys, go into the city and there's going to be a man there that's going to lead you to an upper chamber and, and, and go up to that upper chamber and, and prepare, prepare a feast for you and I. He, they go into this upper chamber and days before he's on that cross, 
He's not, he's not isolating. He's not hovering and keeping to himself. He said, I've got to be. I've got to sup with you. I've, this is my body. Take my body. And, 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 and this is my blood. Take my blood. And, 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 and there was fellowship. There was camaraderie. And, 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 and the, after that, let's go to the garden. He didn't, he didn't go there by himself. He, he went there with the people that, that he, he did life with. There's a time to be alone. There's a time that we've got to spend alone with God. There's no substitute for that. But at the same time, there is a biblical necessity that we must be together. We must be together. Everybody say together. Together. What is small groups? Small groups is that. We are Going back to the Bible way, because the Bible way always works. Big churches operate and thrive in small groups. And so on March the 28th of, of this year, we are launching our first semester of small groups. So what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. For nine weeks, uh, for nine weeks, we are going to be in small groups. Uh, on March the 28th, there's going to be sign-ups that are available online uh, through Church Center and also out in the foyer of a group, and you could sign up for a group that you want to be a part of. So, so for me, I probably want to be a part of the men's barbecue group because I'm hungry right now. I can't taste anything, but I'm hungry right now. You might want to be a part of the scrapbooking group. Does anybody do that anymore? The, somebody said no. Uh, you might, you might want to be a part of the, of the uh, sewing group or, or the, the ladies' luncheon group. We have a lot of groups that function already. We're taking those groups and we're putting them all under the umbrella of small groups. We gather together in small groups. And while we're having that barbecue that you cook, Brother Adam, so so well, while we're having that barbecue, what are we doing? We're intentional about involving prayer, involving uh, prayer requests. Is there a need? Is there anything that we can pray for you? Is there anything that we can pray about? We're intentional about making God the center of that group. That's what small groups are. What, what small groups? It's twofold. It's for fellowship with one another, and it's outreach to a community that may never walk into these doors but might walk into your house. It's twofold. It's connection with one another, and it's outreach to this world. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, if food is involved, I, 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 I learned this doing Bible studies in the high school. I'm going to tell you, if you feed them, they will come. I think that's on a movie somewhere. If you, if you feed them, they will come. You, you might not, they might not ever walk into this building, but I'll tell you what they will do. They'll come over to your house. They'll, they'll go out to eat with you. They'll sow something with you. They'll, they'll be a part of what you're doing. We are, we are doing this as an outreach to friends, to family that may never step into a church, but they'll come to your house. Can somebody say amen to that? So on March the 28th, we are launching small groups. Let's clap our hands. It's exciting. It's very exciting. 
He said, he said, Jesus was hanging on the cross. Pastors made this point, but I want to reiterate it to you tonight. Jesus called for Mary and John to, to leave. He's dying. He's hanging on the cross. He's, he's dying. He's suffering. And he said, John, behold your mother. And, 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 and he, they, they, they went off. And, and after that happened, Jesus dies. And the point is, is that it's very hard to die when you have people begging you to live. Mary's at the foot of the cross. Her baby boy is there, suffering, beaten, spit on, crown of thorns, nails, all of this stuff. And you got a mama that's, that's there in her mind and her spirit saying, why does this have to happen? And in order for Jesus to die, he had to, is it possible that he had to send Mary and John away? Here's the point tonight that I want to make to you. When you've got people in your world that are begging you to live, it's very hard to die spiritually. When, when you can be vulnerable and open and honest with people in this church, come on, is it the will of God that we just make this a Wednesday and Sunday thing and don't let church ever affect the way we live and who we are? That's not the will of God. We've not come here for a country club or just to be a, just to check off a box and say I'm a member. That's not what this is about. This is about a kingdom. This is about an eternity. This is about something that's getting ready to happen to this world, and you and I are a part of it. It's bigger than just a Sunday and a Wednesday. It's bigger than just attending service four hours a week. This is bigger than that. And we have to be joined together with one another. Amen. If we are going to stand in this last day. Yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could stand because of their loyalty and their devotion to God, but they could also stand because of their loyalty and their devotion to one another. Everybody else is bowing. Everybody else is, is falling to the music. People they grew up with. People they, they were a part of the community in Israel with people they, they lived with and all of a sudden they're bowing one after another but Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said to one another I'm not going to let you fall I'm not going to let you bow I'm not going to let you fail when the rubber meets the road and this roll is caught up yonder I'm not going to let you fall into sin I got you if you've got me come on clap your hands right now I feel the presence of God in this room tonight. Come on, I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I want kingdom culture. I want the culture of the kingdom to be culture here in my life. Come on, lift your hands and pray that right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, music, please come. Tell you what, go ahead and stand with me.
Isolation has killed more people spiritually than probably anything else. All of a sudden there's an issue, there's a, there's a sin. You, you notice always the marking, the, the defining mark of sin is separation. Defining mark of, I messed up. I made a mistake. What do we do? We retreat. We back away. We separate. Is that the will of God? I'm asking, is that the will of God? It's not the will of God. Well, nobody else in that group has ever sinned. Nobody else in that church has ever done anything wrong. So I'm just going to separate. Nobody else, nobody else in that church is, is struggling or, or going through anything, so I'm just going to retreat because they've got it all together. Come on, you know how you are. You know how we are. When we fall, we mess up, we, 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 we get lethargic and we, get, we, 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 we slack on our devotion and our time with God, we separate because the devil always wants to separate you so he can kill you, so he can take you out. But if in the midst of your fault, in the midst of your failure, listen, any part of the body, of your physical body, that separates itself from you, it's not going to live very long. You cut off that finger... You got, a, you got a little bit of time. You better put that baby on ice. It's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. Brother Scarado said not funny. He knows I love him. I'm teasing. You separate anything from the body long enough, and it's going to die. And if you separate... If you isolate yourself, you are spiritually going to die. So, this is our hope to come together, to join together. Yes, church services are necessary, but they are not all of it. They are not all of it. You can join a small group and Share camaraderie with your brothers and your sisters. And the hope would be that eventually, not now you're not just a part of a small group, but now you're leading a small group. Let's walk through this together. Well, I was I was a part of a small group. I had a small group leader. I've got somebody that's pouring in, ministering, that's that's doing these things, and we're talking and we're all sharing. Now, hey, I, I realize that that I'm a part of this small group, but I can do this. Now you're not just a part of a small group. Now you're leading a small group. That's the goal. This is the goal of this whole thing. Stay with me. Now you're leading a small group and saying, hey, hey, come to my small group. 
come, come, come to come to what we're doing, come to what we're a part of. And now all of a sudden your small groups turn turns from you and you and your spouse to now it's you and your spouse and another couple. And and that goes to you and your spouse and another couple to another couple and, and another couple. And then and then somebody from that small group uh, starts another small group and, and, and that starts with two and, and it goes to four and six to eight and and, and to nine and, and maybe that somebody from that group goes and starts another group and that, that one to two to three. Are you catching my point right now? This is how we can multiply in a hurry. When we start saying, not not now, I'm not just gonna be a part of a small group. I'm going to be, I'm going to lead a small group. Because God has something for me to do. Did y'all feel that right there? You're like, wait a second. Hang on. I know you're standing. I'm sorry you're standing. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It's only 7.45. Now, well, I can do that. I can be a part of a small group. I can I can attend a small group, but lead a small group? Did you hear what he just said? You want me to lead a small group? I ain't doing that. Not me. Not me in my house. Me and my house, we will not start a small group. <laughs> I'm teasing. You might feel insecure in that or not able to do that. But there's something that you have to offer. I don't see it. Well, that's the beautiful thing about serving God is when we don't see it, God does see it. When you don't feel like you have enough, he said, hey, I've got the rest of it. You're complete in me anyway. Let me help you. Let me empower you. Let me anoint you. Let me allow my spirit to to flow through you. We didn't, we're not here just to play church. We are here to get the whole gospel to the whole world. And the only way it's going to happen is through the whole church. It's not just a pastor. It's not just a ministerial team. But when the whole church takes the whole gospel, we can reach this whole world. We can reach Sainsville. We can reach Muskingum County. We can reach this region. We can reach the world together. That's the goal. I want you to lift your hands and begin to pray. I'm done. Say, Lord, I want to... I want to do it your way. I want to be what you call me to be. God, I want to lead. I want to, God, be a part of a small group. I want to be able to share my my heart, my struggles, my shortcomings, my successes, my failures. I I want to be in communion and in fellowship with with your body. Come on, I want you, I, I really feel to pray that tonight. Say, God, I don't want the culture of this world. I don't want the culture of this world to be the culture that's in my home and in my family. I want the culture of the kingdom. I want the culture, God, that you've intended in your word. God, help us. Help us, oh God, to love one another, to be joined together with one another. In Jesus' name, they're going to begin to sing. You can pray. There's a touch of God in this room right now. 
Maybe you've come needing a touch from the Lord. You're welcome to come to this altar. You're welcome to stay where you are, but I just want you to pray right now. Come on, let's, let's respond to what we feel in the house tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I pray for Gary Sharp right now, oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for my brother tonight, oh, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that you would touch him. I pray, oh God, that you would bring healing to his body. God, that you would move and change and affect whatever it is, Lord, that's hindering him. In the name of Jesus, come on, let's find a place to pray for a moment together. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.